0: Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Emilio Garcia. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Demand Gen Studio. Um, I'm really happy to have the opportunity to talk to you uh, today. Um, As always, um, if you are watching uh, this episode live, please uh, share in the comments where you're listening from and or watching from. And if you have any questions during the uh, streaming, uh, please just add it there and I will be happy to answer some of it. Today, um, we have a very interesting episode. Um, the the uh, conversation today is going to be about what is demand generation or at least uh, a way the way that I interpret it uh, related to value and supply change. Um, in full transparency, I haven't spend time or haven't had the opportunity to put to this episode in this live stream series that is actually about demand generation, basically because I was on my own journey to understand demand generation. So um, I've been browsing and searching and learning because obviously it's a space that um, the definition can sometimes very be, be very narrow and sometimes can be very broad, and anything in between, of course, Um, but in a few weeks, a few weeks ago, I finally found what I I believe is my interpretation. It came from a combination of uh, information that I found about Marketo on a blog and also something related to Wikipedia, Um, and I I found it very interesting, and I want to share with you, Um, and well, let's start right away so in this particular episode, I'm gonna going to help myself with a, a graphic I have it here and um, I like it because I believe it really summarizes the concept so I will I will walk a step back and and talked about value change and supply chain so, um, value change um, for those in the business world, of, of course, especially um, around um, manufacturing. It's a concept that describes all the processes and activities that a company um, accomplish to add value to an article or a product or a, or a service, and it, it encompasses the, the the sourcing of the raw materials. Or the people and 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 um, you know the, the requirement to production to transform it in the case of a service, but also the distribution, marketing, and and the sales and the after service. You can say in a sense that the value chain that a company is able to create. Um, th- that's what delivers the the profit for it, right? So if the value change create a competitive advantage, then the value change create profit for the company. So I like that idea of the you know starting from the uh, uh, supply or the raw materials and ending to the service or the experience of the of the buyer, and so that change you can see it as build on two, two related change, and one of them very well known especially manufacturing is the supply chain which is the one that I'm showing up here. So um, this is a concept that is very well known and um, I, I use a kind of like a wheel or a circle to illustrate the fact that uh, for those especially of you that might be listening in the future that are in the industry of manufacturing um, supply chains are um, a combination of the processes, technology, and people that um, take raw materials and and transform those raw materials, or transform the you know the in, um, available uh, time from people into service, and then they are in charge of distribution. And at the heart of that um, series of processes, there is the ERP. Uh, or the enterprise resource planning uh, software, usually, or a platform that allows to connect all that. So you can say that the value chain has this supply chain and there is a demand portion of it, right? It makes no sense to transform raw materials or the work of people and deliver it to the market if there's nobody on the other side to consume it, meaning the client or the companies that purchase from from the creator, from the manufacturer. So um, that demand chain is the other portion of it, right? And as you can see here, it's it's also um, built from parts. Um, actually software, a software platform like Hopspot um, represent that demand chain as the flywheel, where the heart is the CRM um, which contain all the information and the data and the uh, processes or maps the processes of the departments of marketing, sales and service or customer success, which represent the stages that um, the, the buyer goes through to acquire the product. But it's really, really important to put them together because in a way, if uh, I, I like this analogy of the wheel because in a way you can see that if these two were gears and they were interconnected, then you will think that it makes no sense to make um, spin the supply chain unless the demand chain is also spinning, right? And if you interlock them, the demand chain is the one in charge or the one responsible to make the supply chain spin faster. Right. So I, that's the, the way that I envision them and I see the relationship. You can say that you have the total value change, which is the ability or the competitive advantage of the company to take raw materials or the knowledge of uh, people for service and transform it and deliver it um, through different distribution channels. And uh, the way that you connect with the market is through the marketing, the sales, and the service processes. And that represents the whole thing. But you can separate them into two gears or wheels where you have the ERP as the one that is managing or connecting three of the big processes from the supply chain. And you have the CRM connecting the other three, right? So, um, in a way, that's um, how I envision them and and how I like it, right? Um, Now, it's therefore, um, it makes sense to compare the more mature concept of supply chain to the one of demand chain. And that way, we can see the role and expectations from the marketers or the practitioners that are working on demand generation. It will it makes a lot of sense, or at least it makes a lot of sense for me, what is the role of the demand generation marketer or um, manager or director when you compare it to the one that is better known, uh, which is the supply chain part. So one key aspect uh, conversations that I have with clients um, related about the system of records. In the manufacturing world, or at least in companies that have a very mature supply change, nobody will question the need not only to have an ERP, but uh, especially to keep it updated, to make sure that the data, the structure, the processes that are being managed there uh, make sense because if we are not able to connect the information from the purchasing department or the logistic department to manufacturing and to distribution, you will have these situations you know, in the manufacturing world where um, you don't have the right parts or you don't have the right um, uh, materials. And or, and, or if uh, production is not connected through the ERP to the purchasing, you, you might have you know, uh, inventory or um, delays on the production, and the same goes for distribution. If you are if you are not aware of the product being delivered and what are the inventories on the final um, stage, then you you can run into problems with um, production in terms of um, um, uh, you know production levels and all that. So it will be unthinkable for a mature company with a um, a big supply change to not rely on the ERP to reflect all those interconnections between the processes. and however, on the on the on the demand chain side, I have seen companies where um, the CRM exists but it doesn't have that same uh, function. it doesn't have that same central role and it's still um, allowed. Uh, to have, for example, silos of information where marketing have some data and sales have some data and customer success have some data. And that makes a lot of challenges. That creates a lot of challenges because the client is not treated as a whole, um, you know, as as an entity with the same properties across all all departments or stages. Um, If marketing is working with the prospect or the client, They they get a certain treatment and if they're working with sales, it's different and customer success is the same. And internally, the information is lacking, right? Service has no idea of the product that the client has bought or the ones that are interested in. And so you don't close the circle. And that's the main role of the CRM on the demand generation or demand chain part. It connects all the information and it supports... Uh, the work of the three groups at the same time because they have a place where they share the information. So uh, looking at it in that way, it makes uh, you know, total sense to have a CRM, for example, if you want to start working on demand generation. Um, if you don't have that foundation, it will be very hard to align the three processes that compromise or that um, um, uh, reflect the, the demand chain portion. Now, the other thing that this um, uh, representation brings to mind is the importance of alignment, uh, to, very similar to what I was sharing before. Um, on the supply chain side, uh, is very well understood that Uh, Purchasing and production and distribution need need to be aligned 100% so you don't have problems with inventory or shortages um, from the different products uh, and and the production line in general. Um, But something similar uh, happens on the demand chain side. Right. If um, for some of the situations where we work with clients, where you have these marketing initiatives that are geared toward market buyer personas or even products that are not the same that sales is trying to promote in the market or to close in the market. Right. So there's no alignment on to who we are trying to sell to. Uh, what kind of products we are trying to sell, uh, um, what features, what industries are important or relevant between the two, then you have this mismatch and the efforts don't add up. That flywheel don't run faster and faster because um, one team is fighting the other or creating friction. But the same can be said of service. It makes no sense to be present on a market and bring some leads and even close them if after that the customer has a very bad experience or um we are not able to understand if they're having success with the product that we landed on the market Um, and worst of all if if um if we are having success if we are um we are delivering the value that we promised during marketing during the marketing and sales process it will be a waste to not um, document that success in the form of testimonials, in the form of customer case studies, um, or industry case studies. So we can go back to the market and say, these are the industries, these are the the the, the pain points that we better we better solve, and therefore again keep aligned marketing, sales, and service. And again, in a very similar fashion, this is a very important concept that uh, sometimes is missed on the demand chain portion, but nobody will question on the supply chain side, right? Nobody will question that there's a need to alignment between uh, purchasing and production and between production and distribution because the impact of those um, mistakes is reflected very clearly on the economic side, right, in the, the form of inventory or in the form of lost um, uh, revenue, in the form of you know s- lost sales. Um, but to a lesser degree, the same the same happen on the main ch- the main uh, demand chain side. It's just that it's um, not so easy to see sometimes uh, because again the system are not interconnected with the with the CRM. So. Um, that brings me to the other, um, the other aspect that I want to bring to the table today and is how this relates to the role of the demand gen head um, that can be the demand generation um, uh, manager or director or anyone in charge of the demand generation portion for the company and is to compare it to the role that already exists on the supply chain side, right? So usually you have a supply chain manager director that is in charge of, um, is heavily um, uh, geared toward logistics, right, to the purchasing part. But in general, they are looking at the whole picture, right, from purchasing to distribution. It makes no sense to work on improving the, the, the you know, the, the relationship with vendors and making sure that the inventories are aligned and you know in terms of um also making sure that we reduce friction between purchasing and production if we don't if we don't have the visibility into the distribution so usually the head of supply is while he's not in charge of purchasing or he's not in charge directly of um, operations, definitely not, or distribution, has that visibility that allows them through the ERP to define some goals and, may, and practically make two big um, impacts on the, on the company, on the supply chain. One is to make everything run more efficiently. Right, um, um, and and also at a higher value, right? Um, reducing the cost on purchasing, improving or or helping to improve efficiency in operations, and improving uh, efficiency on distribution. But the other big um, portion of it is reducing friction, right? Um, which um, helps make that flywheel run faster. So in a similar way. Um, the person in charge of demand generation or, or the, the manager or director has a similar role. Um, nowadays, I believe that has evolved into what is called revenue operations, uh, which I think is where this is all, all heading. Um, but the, the idea generally is the same. With the help of the CRM and the overall business goals of the company, it is possible to influence from marketing, starting from marketing, um, the the presence of the brand, right? And to bring um, um, both people that have the intent or that is the right ideal client profile and buyer persona and walk through the process on sales and customer success, success to bring back those testimonials, those case studies and close the loop right? And that way we can make uh, the flywheel start to spin faster. And as, and as we document and reflect the processes and improve them on the CRM, then we can reduce the friction. So while in the case of the demand generation uh, practitioner, the focus is primarily on just giving impulse or momentum to that flywheel, um, there's also a component of reducing friction um, especially through, especially through alignment, alignment between marketing and sales, and alignment to a lesser degree between sales and customer success. And uh, again, that's another way that you can, for for uh, those uh, CEOs or um, general managers of companies that are debating um, if you know, in general demand generation or revenue operations and the need for alignment between marketing, um, sales and service uh, makes sense, just look at the supply chain, right? Where um, the same concepts, right? the importance of having a system of record, the importance of having alignment, the importance of having a person or a department in charge of making sure that those three process, core processes are aligned and ruling, uh, running efficiently uh, makes total sense, then why it wouldn't make sense on the other big portion of the value change. Right, and that's kind of like the concept that I wanted to bring today. Um, I hope that you have uh, found value on this idea, and um, I will continue to explore it over time. I think it's um, something that um, makes a uh, a lot of sense, um, and um, that I feel really excited about. Uh, and but for for today, that will be all. I really appreciate all of you that. Uh, might be listening today or in the future, and I look forward to our next episode. Have a great day.